Broadcasting to Ottawa Senator fans around the world. Around the world. It's the Sins Nation Podcast. And now, here's Steve Warren. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sens Nation Podcast. Another game in review episode at our post-game show here. Sens making a trade today, bringing back a familiar face. And they end up with a not-so-familiar result in Winnipeg. Yes, Sens win! Sens win! It is Steve along with the coach, Greg Kennedy. How are things, Greg? I'm good, Steve. You're pretty excited about this one, aren't you, pal? Well, it's just nice to... Get a W. It's the weekend, and uh, honestly, the way that game, that way that game was tracking, didn't it feel like okay? We're just waiting for that other shoe to drop. Eventually, the Jets will get that lucky bounce, or or there'll be a massive mistake, and they'll get the go ahead goal, and that will be that. But that that go ahead goal from the Jets never came. Yeah, it was impressive. The Senators they 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 maintained the game through a full 60 minutes and uh, like a full 60 minutes was required for this one. It was nice to see um, they, see them get two points out of one of those efforts, but don't get too excited. They still only scored two goals. Yes, that is not going to get it done on most nights. And that second goal came in, I don't know, it was about eight seconds left, something like that. So uh, yeah, they had to wait a long time for that second goal to arrive. And, uh, but you take, the positives where you can find them. It was a much needed win for a team that was just, you could almost see the body language about how discouraged they've been the last little while. It looked like they were starting to kind of come around, but it was still okay. We uh, came out of the gate and won a game. We lost nine and then it started to feel good again. And then they lost four in a row. And uh, thankfully we didn't have to go through another nine game slide and they come away with the w so it's good for the psyche particularly for the kids well yeah especially steve you and i both thought they might go 0 for 6 in this little stretch so it was um lots of good things to come from the game too you had a, you had a good performance from hogberg in net you had a i think there's a there was seemed to be a slight change in in uh, four check today with the intensity level of the four check was a little less if you can actually believe that i think there was more one guy in, two guys high. They cut off a lot of passes in the neutral zone. There was a lot of picked off passes in the middle of the ice, uh, back checking, tracking down the middle of the ice and that cross ice pass through the neutral zone where, where a senator is back checking down the right lane and just picking off passes, whether it was an F3 standing still or somebody skating back tracking down that lane. And it was interesting to see. I was waiting for the for the guys on the on the network there to pick it up and show a clip of that because the forecheck was really, really good today, and uh, it, it led to the winning goal. It was the reason for the first goal. Uh, it's nice to see them put forth an effort and get something out of that that's positive from the effort. Okay, before we get to tonight's goals, Sens win this one 2-1, to one, and your game stars, Brady Chuck number one, Connor Hellebuck number two, and Yevgeny Dadnov number three. We'll talk about Dadnov's performance in just a moment. The Sens were outshot tonight. By a count of 31 to 29, uh, as we've seen in recent outings, uh, I think Sens fans might lead the league, Greg, in not caring about the shots on goal count because it's revealed nothing, really. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of nights where it only takes one bad shot to produce a goal for the opponent. And there's been a lot of nights where the Sens have had uh, like really high shot total periods or even entire games and not getting any uh, anything out of it so when your team that doesn't score a lot and is getting poor goaltending shots on goal really doesn't matter that much so it was a scoreless period in the first 
Uh, second period, it was, as we look at the goals here, uh, Winnipeg broke out first, 543 the second period. Mark Scheifele makes it one nothing Jets. Players won a battle for him. He had some success last season. Here's Scheifele now. Plays it to the left. Vessel line and moving in, driving to the net. His pass, and they score! Okay, so there's the fellas on Sportsnet, Hunter Ryan Singh and our pal Yorkie. Interesting, they were talking about Hogberg and his struggles and how the team was really, you know, trying to rally around him because Matt Murray's dinged up and the, he's such a popular guy in the dressing room. And then wham, suddenly it's one nothing Winnipeg. But uh, in talking about the breakdown there, um, it's a two-on-two and somehow, some way. It ends up being a guy wide open in front in Shifley, pretty dangerous guy to leave on his own. Look to me, Greg, I don't know about you, but look to me like Will Lannan left his guy to sway over and uh, and try and take away a shooting lane that was a really bad angle one from Veselainen. So um, if I'm f- pointing fingers on that one, I got I to gotta go Will Lannan's way. What about you? Well, Will Lannan was chasing it the whole way down the ice. If you if you look at a replay and back it up further, he kind of had a deep pinch down that one side and and really wasn't there for the start of the play through the neutral zone. So never really had a chance to be backwards and facing up ice and picking up his man. Uh, I just looked at it as good. Branson got beat to the outside by a guy with a lot of speed. And then it was like, really, that pass got all the way through to him and the slot. Come on. You know, that we talked about puck luck. Like that, really, that thing had had eyes. It just kind of filtered its way through and ended up on uh, Shifley's stick. So that, yeah, you know, hey, whatever. Well, it was a bit of a bummer, but we'll move on. Veselainen tried to get a lot more velocity on the pass, but he actually fans on it, so it ends up being kind of a changeup. I think that also fooled Willanen, who was trying to block that pass. But in my book, you know, Willanen's got to pick up Shifley in front of the net there and not, not leave him alone. Tie up sticks. Exactly. So the good news is that the Sens didn't decide to call it a day from there. We've been talking in terms of fragility of mental state with this team, but uh, they come right back. Two and a half minutes later, the Sens tie it up. You have Genny Dadnov, ladies and gentlemen. The Senators, and I'm sure he'll be happy to be back in, in Ottawa too once he gets here. His wife and a tip from Dadnov, and they score, tying the game at one. The Ottawa Senators, Dadanoff. Again, there's Sportsnet with the call. Pretty slick play there from Colin White, though I think there's a bit of good fortune there. He's not even looking at Dadanoff, and he's like a backhander. It ends up going through the defenseman's skates and right on to Dadanoff's stick in a perfect state. So, um, you know, I know that everybody was going up and down on social media saying, wow, what a pass by White, but there's some good fortune there as well, I think. Yeah, but some good work too. The 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 play was forced up the wall by White up the left wall. Dadnov is in the right place, about about hash mark depth on that uh, on his right wing, uh, sealing that lane. So as the puck came up, he was there to cut him off. But the the bit the best part of it was that Nick Paul was it was an F three in the slot, and once White had forced the puck up that wing, Nick Paul got on his horse and and pulled up and out and was above Dadnov on the wall when the puck came up. And it, it got through Dadnov. It came right to Nick Paul, who then started the play with the initial pass to to Colin White. And and you're right. When I first saw the replay, I thought, I don't think that was a pass. Was he actually trying to just throw a backhand on net? But I watched a replay 
on on NHL.com, and I'm listening, and you can actually hear Dadnov say, you know, like, hey, or something. And uh, I think White, yeah, with it, it was a no look pass to the far post on the backhand. He he knew Dadnov was going to be there, but uh, but yeah, it, it looks incredible. But you're right, he never did look. He never took a peek at all. He just threw it to the far post on his backhand. Certainly, that line is starting to percolate. Like White and Dadnov seem to have something going. We know Nick Pohl is always going to give you a good, honest night's effort, and he did that again as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, the big name there is Dadnov because. They brought him in to participate, uh, contribute to scoring, and that's been one of the biggest issues for this club so far, Dadnov, over the last few games. Not just the fact that he's getting on the score sheet, he's starting to look game in, game out, like a dangerous hockey player, and that's what they're paying him to do. Yeah, he he looks like a top-line player now. Um, He's up to four goals, that's great, but he has been in the conversation uh, every night for the last week or so as their best player on the ice every night. And that's really, really nice to see um, if he gets some more, hopefully get some chemistry going. Maybe it's, maybe it is with white and, and Paul, who knows he's played with everybody, I think by now. Um, but if he can get some chemistry going, the stats start coming because the hard work is there and the skill shows every night. So that made it a one, one, and it stayed that way into the third period. I thought there were moments in the third where the Jets were really coming on. There was one shift in particular that seemed like it went on for an eternity where the Jets were just as five on five. It looked like a freaking five on three. <laughs> just The Jets were playing keep away, all kinds of opportunities. But the Sens weathered that storm. And uh, finally, end of the game, I'm thinking there's about 20 seconds left, maybe even less. You've got Nikita Zaitsev has the puck behind his own net, and everybody's making a change at that stage. And I swear, I'm yelling at the TV, just eat it. Just stay right there behind back behind the net and, and just get this thing to overtime. Turns out I, I, was, uh, I was full of it because he blasted up ice. It gets chipped into the offensive zone, and shortly thereafter, this happens. It's ahead for Tierney who chipped it in. 15 seconds to go here in the third. A chance. Connor Brown. Back to the point. Mike Riley fires it. And they score! Mike Riley with a shot from the point. And the Senators take the lead with just over eight seconds to go. So on a shot from the point from Mike Riley, Brady Kachuk high in the slot gets the shaft of his stick on it. Puck bounces hard onto the ice. Bounces off the ice. Up over the shoulder it looked like of Connor Hellebuck and there is your game winner man did the Sens deserve uh finally a bit of puck luck there that was as good as it gets puck luck wise wasn't it it was very nice but but again um the forecheck the forecheck was evident while while Zaitsev was standing behind the net as you said with 20 seconds left I was kind of thinking the same thing but instead they execute a set breakout play where it's a it's a long, hard, firm, almost a shot to center ice to Tierney, who's tipping it. And while that's happening, Connor Brown is circling and building up speed so he can get in on the forecheck. And Hellebuck looked like Matt Murray the other night. Am I playing this puck? Am I not playing this puck? What am I going to do? And essentially just left it there for Connor Brown to pick it up. And then it's a simple low to high play, get a puck on net, and Bob's your uncle, you scored a goal out of it. It's, it's wonderful. It's good to see. Yeah. Uh, Matt Murray out. We don't know exactly what his status is day to day, but uh, Hogberg has to come in 
Did I say Hogberg earlier in the show, by the way? <laughs> I, I don't remember. It's uh, Hogberg. I, I know it's Hogberg. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to wean myself off of saying Hogberg. I said it for so long. I don't know. The other day you said you might not be in the NHL much longer, so you don't care what his name is. <laughs> good, yeah, yeah, that was a bit much probably. I was frustrated. Uh, I want him to have the Vesno Award. He had a good game. Uh, you know, you give your chance, your team a chance when you allow just one goal. And I thought, generally speaking, he played pretty well, especially under the circumstances. When you look at his stats, the run he's been on, not just the the losing, but just so many soft goals. And so much of the fan base right now has kind of turned their back on this guy. And to come in in those circumstances, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. What do you think? Yeah, if you were going to put together a checklist, okay, Hoggy, uh, Hoagie, what are they calling him, Hoggy? Here's what we need out of you tonight, buddy. Um, we need a solid effort. We need no bad goals. Uh, we need your confidence to get restored somehow. Uh, you know, the, all those things were checked. Every box got checked. The, the kid needed to have a good performance. The team really desperately needed a goaltender to have a good performance. And a win is the nice bonus on top of it all, so... Um, nice to see, but again, it's the same old, same old here. Is it going to carry over both from a goaltender perspective and from a team perspective is, are the positives out of this game going to carry over into, uh, what is it? Monday night? Yep. The ticket on, uh, the Leafs three or four nights, they got the Leafs in Toronto. So that's the best team in hockey, ladies and gentlemen, not just the best in the North. That's the best team in the NHL. So. Will it carry over against the Leafs? Well, you'd, you'd hope that, uh, that uh, they're going to be s- somewhat competitive. They're going to need it to carry over if they're going to have any shot. Well, h- historically speaking, the Senators always play the Leafs well, right? Like you, you can count on one hand the number of times the Senators have been badly beaten by the Leafs over the last 20 years. I expect uh, uh, close games. I expect good efforts in, in each of the three games. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. As a, as a test, in a sense, to see, okay, like, have you really righted the ship or haven't you? Let's find out. All right, let's close it out today, Greg, with the trade. The Sens pulled off a deal today, and they bring back a familiar face in forward Ryan Dezingle from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk and Cedric Paquette. Dezingle, of course, drafted by the Sens back in 2011, returning to Ottawa after splitting two years with the Hurricanes and Blue Jackets. He's been with the Canes for 11 games, two goals, two assists. And meanwhile, Galchenyuk and Paquette, who go the other way, they uh, they get, it's funny, they get to go right into the lineup. This speaks to the COVID thing in America versus Canada. Those two get to go right into the lineup, whereas Dezingle now has to sequester himself, go right into quarantine for 14 days after his arrival. Pretty weird, huh? Yeah, it kind of sucks, but but then again, we're it, it's a sign that Canada's maybe takes this a little more seriously than, than the U.S. And uh, you know, we're 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 sticking with things and being diligent. So it, 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 but then again, a good lineup tonight with short two forwards, if you want to say that. And the word is that maybe we're going to get Logan Brown in the lineup. So here's a free 14 days where you're you're down a guy in a sense, if not two guys. So we can see the same lineup that played well today, try to perform and, and, and duplicate that on uh, on Monday, or um, you know maybe somebody else comes in. I don't know. I, I think you can keep this same lineup for, for a week or so. Why not? Even with Artie in uh, there. Yeah. So what do you think of the deal, though? Uh, Ryan Dezingle, uh, I liked him when he was here. Fast. He was one of those guys that would miss on a lot of opportunities, but 
Um, I certainly like him if you look at the three players that are in question involved in this deal. I'd rather have Ryan Dezingle hockey-wise than Galchenyuk and Paquette. And, uh, well, money and cap issue is certainly not an issue for the Sens. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'd rather have the uh, Ryan Dezingle circle circa 2018-19 or 2017-2018, right? the guy who was leading your team in goals. He's done not very much offensively since he's been gone. But um, if he can produce the way he did when he was here, he probably fits into a middle six winger slot. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what the big picture plan is, but you're going to pay somebody $3 million. I assume he's going to play. It'll be interesting to see where uh, where DJ slots him in. Not known for being a two-way hockey player, not known for being a work ethic compete level guy, not known for having a great uh, hockey sense. We'll see how he fits in with DJ. Got to say, I felt, oh, my mic's working again. Fantastic. I got to say that I felt really good for DJ Smith and his fellow coaches. The guys at Sportsnet uh, had the camera trained on the Sens bench after the goal by Kachuk at the end, and you could tell, oh, they, they're as relieved as anybody else. Anyway, here's DJ Smith in conversation with the media after the game. I thought defensively we really worked hard. That's a really good hockey team. Um, and to hold them to one goal obviously speaks volumes for Hoggy. But um, as a whole, we worked away from the puck. We tracked, um, you know, and then, you know, finally we got a break there at the end. Was this as patient a game as you've seen in a while from your hockey club? For sure. And we talked about it. You know, things aren't going to always go right. We got to learn to be patient and not force the game. And we didn't do that today. And and we hung around long enough and uh, and got a couple bounces. Um, we've talked about maybe getting some bounces, which we haven't got. But um, we got one. And, uh, you know, it was just to me, it was a great team win. Everyone was a part of it. I'm not sure if Marcus needed any bounces tonight in goal or this afternoon in goal. He seemed um, uh, uh, quite confident looking and uh, ready to play here uh, from start to finish. Yeah, he was. He uh, he got better as the game went on and he had to make some big saves in the third period when they put a push on. But, um, you know, as as a whole, um, you know, behind him, you could see us building confidence um, and they had some chances. And but that's what the goalie's for. So there's Sens head coach DJ Smith in conversation with the media today after the game. Sens win it two to one. We put it out on Twitter at TSN Steve for your comments. So let's go to those right now. The Church of Alfie writes, Nick Paul is so versatile and valuable. He raises everyone's game. That line with White and Dadnov was buzzing all night. More of that, please. Rick Casey writes, Hey, the Sens haven't lost a game since reacquiring Ryan Dezingle. Hashtag here we go. Uh, T. White's burner writes, Norris, very effective early, but disappeared when elevated in the lineup, probably staying down a little longer. Jake says redemption for a couple of guys. Hogberg and Riley, was that a sweet feed from White to Dadnov? And is Nick Paul the poor man's Mark Stone? I do see a little of that. He's not Mark Stone, don't get me wrong, but the way he battles, the way he comes out with pucks in an uncanny fashion, like his stick blade's heavier than everybody else, that is kind of stonish. Nobody writes... Did Hogberg just steal us two points? Trevor Mahoney, will there be beer consumed during the postgame show? Uh, no, but we will be, uh, I think I'll have a couple afterwards. A couple of coolies waiting right there. And in four of the last five, David Forster writes, The Sens have been pretty competitive. Even on Thursday, they pretty much owned half that game. I'm imagining these kids two, three years older with Sanderson, Jacob Bernard Docker in there on D, 
Pinto is absolutely on fire at UND. Maybe Logan Brown, Alex Formanton. Hey, a guy can dream. Yep, that's what winning does. Everybody gets in a more positive frame of mind and looks to the future and gets hopeful again. And that's that's a very good thing for sure. So thanks to everybody for all of their tweets today and replying. And we'll call it a day. Send snap a four-game slide with a 2-1 win over Winnipeg. Ottawa improves to 3-12-1 with three games coming up this week in Toronto over a four-night span. And as we head out the door, a reminder that if you're enjoying the show that we put out, uh, that would be fantastic if you could subscribe, share a link with your friends and followers, or maybe support us with a Patreon membership. You can check it all out, sensnationhockey.com. So that'll do it for today. Greg, enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you next time. For sure, Steve. Have a good night.